Hey everyone, um, welcome back to another episode of the Kate Hamilton Health Podcast. So in today's episode, I chat with Kelly Fennell. Now, most of you will know Kelly from Instagram at this stage. She'll have popped up on your newsfeed. If you're anyway interested in health, fitness, fat loss, she will have popped up. She pops up in my uh, WhatsApp group every now and again. People will share different videos that she's put up. She is fantastic at simplifying the idea of fat loss and fitness uh, for the everyday person, the everyday parent, and, um, you know, her videos are very clear and easy to follow and interesting and being like, you know what? I can do this. And uh, this was such a motivating conversation. And um, she, Kelly is so passionate about what she does and her mission to, to, you know, get everyone fitter and healthier and making it accessible to everyone. And like her passion for it really, really shines through in this episode. And you're going to absolutely love this episode. We talk about everything like, you know, we, like what at the very start you know we talk a little bit about careers she used to be a teacher as well which I didn't know and um how you know the education system you know how like it's just become something that we particularly don't want to be a part of and we don't spend too much time talking about that don't worry we move on and discuss we get into the the concept of you know um getting healthier and happier and um the concept of why fat loss is simple fat loss is simple energy in versus energy out cut out all the other bullshit as long as you are consuming less calories than what you are expending you will lose body fat that is the simple science behind it but it's not easy and we spend most of this podcast discussing why it's not easy first of all and what you should do about it to make it doable and how fat loss and reaching your goals is accessible to all of us once we know what to do um, so we talk a little bit about the importance of education, like really educating yourself around the foundations of good nutrition and movement um, and habits that need to be in place. Then we talk about how our mindset and our identity needs to change and how we need to get to the root problem and that by doing quick fix, fix diets and fad diets aren't going to work and until we make that identity shift and that we're willing to um, she says like that, you know, in order to reach any goal that you have, it comes at a price. So you have to be willing to pay the price. And that price is your habits that you're willing to do and things that you're willing to to sacrifice or get the right balance with. Um, and she's just got such a fantastic kind of mindset and way of looking at everything. We talk about the fear of failure and how that stops us so much and how failure is actually feedback. Um, and we talk a bit about, you know, making sure that our goals are our goals and not we're not doing things to try and please others or because we think that that's what we should be doing or we're afraid to do things because we're got, we're afraid of what other people will think of us so we talk a little bit around that and um just habits and showing up for ourselves we talk a little bit about delayed gratification and in versus instant gratification and what kind of um balance we need to get in place and Yes, I feel like you're going to get so much from this episode. You're going to feel really fired up and motivated. And we talk at the end then the importance of health and how without health, nothing else matters. And um, it's, it's just such a valuable conversation. And I'm just so grateful that she came on to talk to us today. And um, anyway, I will, without further ado, here is the episode with Kelly Fennell. Kelly, thank you so much for coming on and talking to me today. No worries at all. Thanks, Emil, for having me. I think uh, two Wicklow women unite and 
uh, keep this all very much uh, easy to understand and straight to the point. So I'm delighted to be here and can't wait to have a chat. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just, you know, supporting Wicklow. Yeah, it's cool. You know, two girls in the same county doing similar stuff. And, you know, um, I've been following you for a while now online. And it's funny, you actually come up a lot in my WhatsApp groups with my clients, you know, and it's funny because some of my clients are from the UK and um, some of my UK ladies have shared some of your videos being like, oh, this girl, she has great advice about this or, you know, and I'm like, I know her. Well, I was like, I don't really know her. I'm like, but she's coming on the podcast. <laughs> I absolutely love that. I love that. Um, I had Ushin Mulligan, um, he's another guy from Ireland on my podcast, and he said the same. He was like, "You keep coming up in my WhatsApp group," and I was like, "That's a good sign. I'll take that." So delighted to hear that. Yeah, it just shows that your advice is practical and you know relatable and you know useful for people that people are actually like these are things that I can do and really make a difference like so that's cool I need to get a little bit more consistent with my own content again I had you know it's it's a tough game like I'd been kind of working doing my videos and then I, I've been documenting a calorie deficit that, that I've been doing for the past like I'm nearly I'm like three days left or something like 52 day one so that kind of took over everything. So I kind of be doing that, whereas I need to get back to, you know, giving people a bit more practical advice. Um, it's tough going though at times. People don't realise the the content part of being an online, you know, fitness, health and fitness person is like a full-time job in itself. And then you have to go and, and coach your clients on top of that. And then you have to go and be a mother and be a bloody partner and everything. So yeah, I, I feel you. It's, it's very, very difficult to be consistent with it. Yeah. Yeah. And like the energy that like, cause you need obviously a lot of energy to raise your kids. You need a lot of energy to, you know, to put into your clients because at the end of the day, that's, you know, that's what we do. And that's, you know, that's the most important as well. And, but then you do need a lot of energy to put in so that what you're putting out there to help others is actually valuable. And, you know, it, it, I find it that quite energy draining, especially like, you know, you can come up with the ideas and then you're kind of getting overwhelmed with how to to channel it. anyway we won't go down that road do you would you like to um tell everyone a little bit of background about you i know we were just speaking really briefly um off air about um your background so um if you want to share a little bit about kind of about you what what's brought you to where you are and what you're all about yeah, so I feel like my story um, of being an online fitness coach is a lot different from, you know, your average online fitness coach today because I've had a lot of pivotal moments in my career. I've done a lot of jobs, different jobs to get where I am today. And this wasn't, this was never, ever the goal. Um, but I'm delighted that I am here. So basically, I'll take you back and I'll be very quick about it because it's a long story. But out of secondary school, I went and I studied neuroscience in UCD. I'm an absolute nerd at heart like I love all things science maths everything like that so I went and I studied neuroscience the goal was to become a doctor um 95% of my class um are now yeah, medical doctors but in my last year of college I went to Africa with my cousin and we volunteered for the summer to build houses for orphaned kids and one of the days uh, the organizer said Kelly listen there's a local school would you like to come down for a day you know take a day off building and come down and try and help the kids learn a little bit of English so 
I was up for anything. I said, yeah, absolutely. Went down and it was just like a light bulb moment. It was definitely the first pivotal moment in terms of my career. I went back home. I said, I'm obviously going to finish this degree, but I'm going to apply for a teaching qualification. So I applied for a HDIP, which basically just allows you to teach at secondary school level in Ireland. Um, I finished the HDIP and then I was a secondary school teacher. So I did that for a total of about seven or eight years. I absolutely loved it at the start. But year on year, my love for it was kind of getting less and less. And I think it, looking back now, it's because I realized I was teaching kids information for them to retain it for a certain period of time to go into an exam to spit it out and then never use it again. And I was saying to myself, there's so much more that I can give to help people actually change their lives and not just remember information and then forget it all again. So I've always had a passion for health and fitness. I played so many sports, some at All-Ireland level, um, and I was fueling my own nutrition and I was just mad into it. So I said to myself, I'm going to go and study personal training and do a nutrition course on the side. So I was working as a secondary school teacher from Monday to Friday, and I was in DCU sports campus studying nutrition and personal training Saturday and Sunday. And this went on for a year. And I like to highlight that because a lot of people think that people get to certain situations out of luck or out of you know oh it's easy for them it's absolutely not in order to get where you need to be sometimes you need to sacrifice things and I was working basically seven days a week to get that qualification so basically got that qualification um and then yeah started online coaching people things have gone from strength to strength um and over the last five years I've just you know built my empire online and I'm lucky enough to now work with um, people all across the world. I actually have a bigger clientele in the UK, the US and Australia than I do in Ireland at the moment. But um, yeah, I'm delighted. Listen, I'm in the position now where I'm expanding my business and I'm scaling, I'm taking on success coaches and admin roles and all of that. So yeah, uh, that's where I am. And that's how I got there. A long winded story. Uh, but there was two pivotal moments, you know, changing my career from a neuroscientist to a teacher, from a teacher to an online coach. That's amazing. And it's so funny, like, because I didn't know when, like, when I asked you to come on the podcast, I didn't know that you were a teacher. So that's like, that's amazing that um, you've kind of a similar background there. And probably like why, yeah, probably why your videos as well that I, are, are so, I like, I find a lot of your content, it's, it's just, it's so clear. It's very step by step. It's like, you know, this is the problem. This is what you need to do, but it's done in a way that's really clear to understand and interesting to watch and without it being over the top, because there's a lot of overkill out there in the Internet at the minute, like, let's face it. And um, I and I think that's why it's so impactful is probably, you know, your background in education and being able to kind of relay information in a way to help people remember it. Like, but it's funny, like that you say, like, because obviously I anyone listening to this will know that I have been I was a teacher for 15 years, but primary school and same as you like I I used to not like I never hated my job ever like I kind of just got into teaching and it was like you know just it was handy hours and you know good holidays my mom was a teacher she always made it look easy like I was like yeah sounds great I'll do that like you know I'll have my summers off and you know being around kids what's wrong with that um so but I find year on year it like that it kind of wore me down or even my first year I remember my first year teaching being absolutely exhausted by October and being like, I'm 21 years old. Why am I so tired? Like I go into the doctor to get bloods because I genuinely thought there was something wrong with me. That's how tired I was. That probably should have been the first sign of like, maybe that this isn't matching your personality right. But anyway, stuck with it for a long time. But um, I did find that like, 
I find with the education system, like like I worked in the senior end of, of primary school for a, a, a lot of the time. And with fifth and sixth class, you're preparing kids for secondary school. And nearly, I nearly felt like you're kind of killing their child, like you're killing their creativity. I didn't like being part of a system that, or I just felt like you're kind of telling them not to be who they are and you have to do this because you have to be able to you know do honors maths for junior certain you have to be able to if you want to be able to do this when you grow up so that you can you know and it's just it takes all the fun out of life and um I don't know it just it didn't sit right with me a little bit come here we're singing off the same hymn sheet here ever since I've had kids it's really really massive topic of conversation between me and my wife is that kids aren't supposed to sit in a classroom for eight hours and be quiet and be told and what to do and stuff like that. And listen, I do come from an education background, but there's so many flaws in our education system. And it's, listen, me and you having a chat about it here isn't going to fix it. But I think, you know, how do you change anything? Little changes over time. Um, that's the way. But yeah, uh, I was like to Mo, I was like, we homeschool our kids. And then like be realistic you'd have no life outside of that but yeah come here I, I totally agree the education system needs to be totally reformed probably everywhere in the world to be more realistic holistic because I was on another podcast recently and we were chatting about I'm a maths teacher I'm a qualified mathematician I actually went and done another maths course on top of my bloody neuroscience course um but how many people you know need to know Pythagoras theorem after school not many we need to be teaching people how to bloody apply for a mortgage how to do so many other things um so yeah we, we could have it an episode itself on that but we won't <laughs> yes definitely definitely not not the time that's not what people are here to listen about it either as well I suppose was, yeah complain about the, the education system but I do think as well like you know with like what I would have learned you know through college and you know like any kind of training would be you know they talk a lot about multiple intelligences and um but they don't actually practice it. Like I find like I have a 13 year old boy. He's in, he's nearly 14. He's, he's in second year. And I'm really seeing, you know, with the secondary school system, like you forget, like I was quite an academic kid, not as ac- academic as yourself. As I wasn't particularly mathematical, but you know, I I was, I did well enough to get the points for primary school teaching. So, you know, I worked hard and I, I did it. Whereas like my son is not particularly academic, hates it, but he's hating school more and more each week, each month because it's not geared towards him and um it's and I think now as well when I work you know working with women who you know like you're working with people who uh, like life has kind of along the way they've forgotten themselves and you know and I think there's just so much kind of not damage done along the way but with self-confidence and self-worth and stuff and I do think it all stems from there that's that's supposed to be, that's probably all I'll say about the education system you said there actually you said uh, women who've lost themselves which is really funny to hear you say that because before I came became a parent a lot of people would write that on the questionnaire that I get my clients to fill in before they come to work with me because I need all of their information and I never really got us to be honest with you and after having kids I totally get it I totally get it when kids come along things change and a lot of parents out there kind of lose themselves in the process. Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to, to touch base on that because um, until it's only until you become a parent do you realise how tough it is. And that's another thing on my social media platforms. I think people can relate a lot to my content because I do not, you know, try to be this 
a different person online that, you know, most people do. They try and put their best selves forward online, you know, highlight reels and all of this stuff. And I'll put up, listen, lads, I've had such a shit day. Being a parent is so difficult. One of the twins was didn't sleep last night. I was, you know, so it's about, I think, another really important thing about anything in life is just being very, very honest with people so that they don't feel like that there's something wrong with them and they can open up and talk about it as well. Yeah, no, 100%. And like like that, anyone who comes to me, it is that, um, It I think, you know, there's, there's a certain amount of, of shame that sometimes people feel as well. I mean, like, I've lost myself. I've let myself go. I've, you know, I look after everyone else but myself, you know, or I've let my health get to this stage. And I'm like, it's not your fault. Like, you know, it is hard. Like, life is hard. It gets busy. You're working a full-time career. You're trying to raise kids. You're trying to pay your mortgage, your rent, whatever. Like, life is hard. It is you, you can't do everything you're only one person and then especially when you're being portrayed this idea of health and fitness on Instagram or whatever as being perfect and you're looking at all these perfect people with their perfect morning routines and like you're literally dragging kids left right and center out the door for school and you know that it can be very unrelatable to and it can seem so unrealistic to be able to actually ever reach um, and I think that's like a really important message that you get across and that I always try and get across as well is that it doesn't have to be perfect ever like ever have to be perfect and um one thing doing something is always better than doing nothing yeah people always always overshoot and um are way too extreme in their approach to you know weight loss to whatever and it results in you not being able to stick to it consistently good is better than inconsistently great and people don't realize that they think they need to be in the gym five days a week to lose weight and it prevents them from even beginning in the first place yeah and I remember when I started on my fitness journey you know I didn't come from a sporty background so I kind of I got into fitness as an adult and um like not knowing like I like I would have had a very black and white kind of perspective on things but not knowing what I should be doing was the right you know what's the right type of fitness you know you see you'd be like a oh, runners they're really fit or then you'd be like you'd see people lifting weights and then people playing sports and I couldn't piece it all together like I was like what am I supposed to be doing like um what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think a lack of education is is probably one of the biggest things that um, prevents people from achieving their goals. Because if I was to explain, let's say, weight loss or fat loss um, really, really simply to people, they'd understand it. But people aren't willing to put the work in um, in terms of the education bit. So let me just explain this kind of as simply as I can. If I was to say to someone, Weight loss is simple, but it's not easy. They'd be like, well, what do you mean by that? And some people might get offended by me saying weight loss is simple, but it actually is. The concept, the science behind how you actually lose weight is simple, but it's not easy to apply that in your daily life. And I think most people's problem is that they're not educated, but here's the problem. They're not willing to learn. They're not willing to sit down and put the work in that's required to learn. What do they end up doing? they end up following methods because it's a lot easier if someone tells you, okay, do this, but don't do this. That's easy. That's really simple because you're following a method, you know? And if I was to say to you, Kate, sit down and learn the principles, it's not so easy. So people aren't willing to, you know, put in that extra bit of work. So they end up going to slimming clubs. They end up doing fad diets because a slimming club will tell you to eat this, not this. A fad diet, like a shake diet will tell you, drink these shakes for two weeks, you know, and those things are easy to follow because you're following a method. But it's not until you actually learn the fundamentals, the principles 
of weight loss that anything will change. It won't change. So people need to learn about energy balance, you know, calories in versus calories out. They need to learn about nutrient dense food, about having a high protein diet, high fiber, you know, how important micronutrients are. They need to be able to understand that you need to to enjoy what you're eating as well, because if not, it won't be sustainable. You know, there, there needs to be not a super amount of restriction. I like to say to clients, you can have anything, but you can't have everything. And it's not until people are willing to learn all of this information that, you know, they won't change. If you keep doing what you're doing, you'll keep getting what you've always got, you know? And I like to use the broken sink analogy. I I heard this a long time ago, but basically it's, if you have a crack in your sink, right? And it's leaking onto the floor every single day. Yes, you can go in and you can mop that wet up from the water up from the floor every single day you obviously can but you haven't solved the root problem it's not until you go you buy yourself a new sink and get someone to install it that you won't have to go in and mop up that water every single day and it's the same with fat loss keep going to your slimming club keep going on the next fad diet but you'll never change you will eventually get to a point where you can't stick to that anymore you'll find yourself back at square one and then what will happen on next monday or next month i'll go back to the slimming club it never ever will result in long-term change so if you want to lose weight forever you need to go to a coach or go to somebody who will educate you on all of these things yeah and not only like do you end up like back at square one when you're with fad diets and stuff but you're actually like you're damaging your own confidence to it as well so like you end up more hopeless than ever and like i come in contact with a lot of women that come to me and genuinely don't believe that they can do it because they've tried everything they're like i this is what i do this is you know i like i get two weeks in and 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 then i give up you know i like they don't believe that they can do it because they've tried so many times they've ended up back at square one so many times and that that takes a long time to heal from as well then i absolutely love that i couldn't agree more with you i absolutely love what you just said because after years and years of fad diet slimming clubs people's you know, self-confidence is on the floor. And then they don't, as you said, they don't believe that it's possible for them to change. And when you were saying that just there, it popped into my head there. I worked with a client recently. She's not from Ireland, but before starting to work with me, she said that um, she was at a do and there was a doctor at this do and she was chatting to the doctor and the doctor was saying to her, I'm on uh, 1200 calories a day and I'm not losing weight. And this was coming from a doctor, a healthcare professional. And um, the woman who came to work with me, I was having a chat with her and she was just like, Kelly, will you be able to help me lose weight though? Like, I, I just don't know what to do. And she was so confused. She was saying that all of her friends have started to use that azempic drug and stuff like that. And she genuinely, genuinely didn't believe that it was possible for her to lose weight. She started working with me last September. Now she's like 26 pounds down. She, she were taking a break over Christmas. She's coming back with me in January. She's loving her life, you know? So it is possible, but it's just about finding the right information. And I think pages like you and me, Kate, are pages that people should be following if they're looking to lose weight because yeah you can go and follow you know uh, the the leanest most ripped personal trainer online but you know their approach probably isn't sustainable and their background probably isn't you know relevant to you and that's a massive message that I get across to people on my social media is be realistic with your goals because how can you expect a a busy mom who works a full-time job to have the same available um, time to work out and all of those things than let's say a college student who has no commitments. So I think another thing that people don't 
realizes you need to be very, very realistic with your certain circumstances. Um, and therefore, you, you might have to change the length of time it will take you to get to your goal. But that's fine as long as you're doing it in a sustainable way. Yeah, I think a huge barrier to reaching goals and it's a huge mindset shift that needs to happen early on is impatience. It's it's and it comes from the yeah, like oh like an idea, you know, if, if someone has if someone is, let's say, you know, 18, 20 stone, um, and I've heard, oh, like, but at my weight I should have I should have dropped weight quicker. I should have dropped, you know, like because I'm so big, I should have dropped more pounds quicker, you know, this kind of stuff. And it's like it's it doesn't like once you take away that time limit and you're like this is my life now I'm putting these habits in place bit by bit and I'm making small changes that I can actually keep then over then the time frame doesn't matter because you're actually enjoying the journey and you're discovering so much about yourself along the way that it's worth it yeah I like to say that nothing worth having happens overnight no but no amazing body no successful career nothing nothing that I have that I value happened overnight absolutely nothing and I think um people need to realize that you know as you said the time frame doesn't matter what you should be asking yourself and if anyone out there is looking to lose fat and they've constantly been on fat diets binge restricts all of these things there's one question that you need to ask yourself and that's is what I'm doing now sustainable for the rest of my life and if the answer is yes then you're doing the correct thing but if the answer is no then you've wasted your time even starting because I've so many clients come to me Kelly I done this amazing six-week shred I lost two stone it was great so I say well why are you here with me looking to lose weight because it's not sustainable so if you ask yourself that question is what I'm doing now sustainable for the rest of my life and if the answer is yes and you're seeing progress doesn't matter how small you're under you're going in the right direction yeah and you can always build from there and that's so funny that is one thing that I, I always say to my clients do not put something in place that you're not willing to do forever um yes. no matter what it is like, or don't take anything away that you're not willing to take away forever like you know the only thing that you're putting in place that is temporary in on this whole fat loss journey is the tracking of calories or whatever me- method of energy balance you're using to, to get yourself into a calorie deficit. That's the only thing that's temporary that eventually you won't have to do when you have those good habits in place. But like, there is no point in taking up running if you fucking hate running. There's no point in going doing HIIT classes because you think that's what you have to do to be skinny. If you hate HIIT classes, find a sport you enjoy, find an exercise you enjoy. There's no point in eating uh, or, you know, like drinking some stupid shit in the morning because someone online told you that you have to, if you hate the taste of it, you know, put the habits in place, start where you are. Like, you know, so look at your own habits, be like, right, what can I tidy up and change? Start there. So many people have said that to me, um, Kelly, I want to lose weight, but I hate running. I'm like, what? <laughs> like people just learn these things along the way in order to lose weight you need to run in order to lose weight you have to cut out all carbohydrates all of these things now I'm laughing right now but if you actually t- think about it on a deeper level it's not funny because personally I struggled with my weight uh, in my teenage years and I believed that carbohydrates made you fast because I heard it somewhere I read it in some magazine and I cut out carbohydrates from my diet for years like I mean years because I'm that personality when I think something's true I stick to it and I don't go outside that you know um, and I always say to people like because that's one of my biggest pet peeves is that whole that sentence carbohydrates make you fat because it had such an impact on my life but when people say that to me I say okay uh, do you eat carbohydrates and they say no 
And I say, and are you overweight? And they say, yes. And I say, so how do carbohydrates make you fat? You know what I mean? So it's simplifying these things to make people understand. But it's also realizing that people, as we're talking about right now, everyone is at a different starting point. There's no point in comparing your place to Mary's place down the road, you know, because you're on different. You know, I've clients with me now who are have lost, I, I mean, stones and stones and stones. One of my clients lost 10 stone, right? And now they're in the position where they want to add muscle, they want to tone up and all of this stuff. But if a new client of mine says, oh, well, you know, this isn't fair. And they compare themselves to that client who's been with me for two years. You know, you're, it's, it's stupid. And people need to start where they are, as you said. I like that line. Yeah. And as well, like, you know, it's the same like when it comes to work, you know, like that working harder doesn't like help you reach your goals. It's working smarter. It's the same with fat loss. It's like like don't go like just get yourself into a slight calorie deficit you know make the small changes and be smart about it and over like so it doesn't have to be a torturous journey so like a client that's with you two years has if they're with you two years it hasn't been two years of torture they've obviously been able to enjoy their life and have someone there to help them get that balance and like I would go as far to say as like when you're doing it right like I know for me like it was absolutely life-changing like I discovered so much about myself I went from this closed mindset of black and white all or nothing thinking to suddenly I was like oh my god I can do this you know or I started going to the gym and being like I can't believe I was able to lift that like you know I or you know doing like I was I was doing CrossFit at the time you know so doing things that I was if it came about what my body could do and not what it looked like and all these things then suddenly I was like what else in my life can I do and it was just life-changing Okay, you're touching on a point that I drill home with, with all of my clients, and it's the concept of unlearning. In order for you to learn anything in life, you need to unlearn the concepts and the information that has previously not been serving you. And I like to explain it in terms of every single person. When you grow up, you're given a faulty framework by your parents, your teachers, all of the adults who are you are surrounded with growing up, you know. So, for example, Whenever my mom, my aunties, all whoever was, you know, surrounding me as I grew up, whenever they felt like they needed to lose weight, I would see them go to, you know, the local slimming club. So what did Kelly as a young girl think in order to lose weight? I need to go to uni slim or wherever down the road. Now, that's fine, because when you're a kid, you know, you've no other option. It's not your fault. But there comes a point in time when you're an adult that you have to take responsibility and you have to say to yourself, all of these things that haven't been serving me, you know, one, are they correct? So question your beliefs, a massive part of my training. And two, unlearn that concept in order for you to learn. So I had to sit down with myself and think at some point, I don't know when it was, Jesus, those slimming clubs mustn't actually work because, you know, my auntie's been going for 10 years now. So clearly something's not right, you know. And then what did I have to do about it? I had to re-educate myself. So I went and I studied nutrition. Now, I'm not saying to people to go and, you know, do a nutrition course. I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is go and get the right information like people like me and Kate and other amazing coaches online. Um, so, yeah, that concept of unlearning is just so, so important. And I feel like it's it's your job now, right? It's, it's actually anyone listens to this. It's your job that you don't pass that information that you've grown up believing onto your kids. And I very, very much feel very strongly about that. A message that I like to pass on to anyone who's following me online is whenever they have a question about something, the answer can usually be answered by asking yourself, what would I tell my kids? What would I tell my kids? You know, if your kids are 
let's say not they've no self-confidence because they they're they are overweight or whatever what would you say to them would you let them sit up and watch television all hours of the night would you let them have a pizza saturday sunday monday would you let them not go outside and get fresh air every single day would you let them do no exercise would you let them eat what they want would you let them go to bed whenever they want and the answer would is you no. let them beat themselves up and talk shit about themselves inside their head you know like this this as well this this self-loathing that people are doing and you know these negative thoughts we wouldn't allow our kids talk to themselves like that either absolutely a hundred percent and it's very it's 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 hard because people can tell other people very very easily what to do you know go do this go do that but we find it very very hard to um i suppose tell ourselves what to do and also show up for ourselves let's be honest here and i think this is a reason why a lot of people resonate with my stuff online a lot of people say to me when they start following me at the, at the start uh, you're very straight to the point and bullshit free and you know I am and I'll say it how it is I'm here to tell people what they need to hear I'm not here to tell people what they want to hear because if that's the case you wouldn't get results but a lot of the time it's sitting down with yourself and saying you know how badly do I want this and am I willing to change in order to get what I want because no matter what you want in life, every single thing that you've ever wanted in your whole life has a price price tag attached to it. And you need to ask yourself, are you willing to pay the price to get the thing? So if you want to be fit, you need to train. If you want to be lean, you need to eat well. If you want to have a great relationship, you need to be vulnerable and you need to be present with your partner and you need to be open and you need to be honest. If you want to progress in your career, you need to work smart. If you want to be the best parent that you can be, you need to be present with your kids and you need to be willing to unlearn all of those concepts in order for those in order for your kids to learn. So a lot of the time, it's just being very, very honest with yourself. And I mean, being honest with yourself to the point that it actually scares the hell out of you and asking yourself, am I willing to pay the price to get the thing? Because let's be very, very honest here. Winners and losers all have the same goal. The goal doesn't make the person unique. It's whether or not you're willing to pay the price that makes the person unique. And listen, that might sound very, very harsh to a lot of people. And I get it. I get that people are busy. I get that you've so much going on. Listen, Kate, I am a mom to twins. It's absolute madness. It doesn't get harder than that. (laughs) It's bloody madness. But I'm still fit and I'm still healthy. And I have adjusted my expectations of myself. Before the girls came along, I was out on the bike training four or five hours some days because I, I do Ironman events. But that's not possible anymore because I'm not willing to sacrifice that time with my kids in order to have that level of fitness. Right now, I am not as fit as I was before they came. Right now, I probably have a few extra pounds of body fat that I'm carrying but I don't care because you know is it am I willing to give up ice cream pizza at the weekends with my girls you know all of these things to have uh, to be a bit leaner to be a bit fitter and the answer is no so start where you are but you need to realize that in order to get where you want to be you have to put the work in and you have to put it in consistent consistently and it comes back to that thing that we just talked about how to be consistent with anything and it's being making changes that are sustainable for you. There is no plan. There's no one plan fits all. 
you have to make changes that are going to be sustainable for your certain circumstances yeah and that is so different for everyone and it's like what I will always say to my clients like that it is you know you're in you've got your comfort zone where most of us like to be you know it's you know nice safe place but nothing is going to grow in your comfort zone so you need to step out of your comfort zone to make change but the problem what most people do is instead of stepping out of their comfort zone they jump off the, the comfort zone yeah. cliff altogether and then they, they panic and they drown and they, you know, and then it's back to square one. Whereas you have to step out of your comfort zone when you, and that's going to feel uncomfortable. And, you know, that's that price you're talking about, maybe not having the pizza or, you know, like, you know, getting out for that walk in that dark evening that you don't want to, or whatever it is, you know, one habit at a time when that starts to feel easy step a little further out of your comfort zone and then suddenly like your client two years later like your habits are unrecognizable because and like when you I, I love that analogy that you're like you know everything that you do everything you want comes at a price because it's true and I find that very much with my time at the minute you know that I find it really hard to balance my time and my focus and you know and I don't like not being present especially with the kids and you know but that's really really hard as a as a busy parent you know when you're trying to run a business or work or whatever and um, but I think what you, with what you're saying there with the price, you know, that you have to be willing to pay the price. It's important to have the right mindset to that as well, that it doesn't have to be. That's not a negative thing either, that you're actually gaining so much. So, yes, at first it's hard being like, OK, I'm tracking my calories. Not going to be able to have the battered sausage and, chip and curry chips tonight. But you could make fake away or you could possibly still get a Chinese if you've got the calories there and, you know, look at the boiled rice, look, at, you know, look up the calories, be a little bit organized. You know what I mean? It, the price doesn't have to be drastic and like it'll be hard at first. And that's why the little steps are important. But it get it gets easier. It gets enjoyable. And then I find you start like as the ball starts rolling down the hill, it you know, builds momentum and you start to do things because it, it makes you feel good. And then you want to do more of it because like I've ladies now that are like, I will kill someone in my house if I don't get my morning walk in. Whereas before, like a daily walk was foreign. They they just I don't have time for walking. Whereas now it's like before anyone's up and um, they get out for their walk or whatever, you know, and that's non-negotiable or um, never mind. I forgot my other point. <laughs> that, but that was my point. You know that it does um, over time. I think you hit a few really important points there. And one of them is the identity shift. OK, how I know my clients are going to continue on with this forever and change their lives forever is when they get that identity shift. And you just mentioned that there some of your clients would go mad if they couldn't get out for their walk in the morning. They've shifted their identity from someone who doesn't move this lazy slob to someone who now gets up every single day. So I, I know the exact point when I changed from being an overweight teenager to um, being a health and fitness professional. And it was when I decided that I wanted to be a healthy person. And it might sound so foreign to people because some people are listening to this now and saying, let's say your name is Michelle, Michelle, the healthy person. I could, I, that could never be me, but it couldn't be you because you're telling yourself that it can't be you. If your best friend who is in the same position as you right now, overweight, unfit, unhealthy, came to you and said, Michelle, I'm changing. I'm going to lose weight and I'm going to become a healthy person. What would you say to her? Oh, you're fucking not. Of course you wouldn't say that to her. But we so we say this to ourselves. We limit our own ex expectations, our own potential, our own belief. Stop limiting yourself. You're the one creating these boundaries. You know, I said on my on my Instagram recently, your limits are glass ceilings and they're going to be there forever until you realize that you can break them. 
anybody can do anything in life as long as you're willing to put the work in but as you said Kay, it's so important that you do it in a way that is not massive because extreme results result in extreme regress and that's a nice point that I like to say to people. If you now have this whole mindset of new me, new year, new me, it's absolute bullshit, okay? Because many times have you said new year, new me, you're going to change your life, be a different person. And many times have you done it? Probably zero. You have to start small. I've just spoken at a summit there that this woman has put together. It's called From Understanding to Confusion. And she approached me and said, I am sick of women being sold this message in January that they're not good enough that they need to change. So she's gotten professionals in all different areas to speak and she's she's releasing this in January of how to actually make sustainable change. And it's that point that, you know, it has to be small. And when you achieve that, you then move on to the next small thing. And when you achieve that, you move on to the next small thing. And every single small thing compounds over time. I like to say that little by little, a little becomes a lot. And you get to a point, and you mentioned it just a second ago, Kate, where you think, that it's easier. And I like to say to clients, things don't get easier. You get better at doing it. So if you if you think about this, right? Someone wants to run a 5K and they start a walk to run program. It's so difficult for them at the beginning, right? Let's say six months down the line, they're running that 5K easily. Did that 5K get any easier? It absolutely didn't. That person got better. And that's what happens. If you're willing to stick to it, if you're willing to put in the, the work, the small little changes daily will become better. And all of these things seem so much easier to you at the end. Yeah, so true. And I think like as well, we put these limits on ourselves because we fear failure. Like that's literally what it comes down. We're afraid of failing yet again. But like when you reframe that failure, and you're like, you have to fail in order to get better because you have to learn from it. And so it's either like, you know, it's either a win or a failure and a failure is it's a lesson. Like, you know, you're like, okay, that didn't work. What can I do different this time? And when you take away that fear of failure, it like, it just, it opens, it opens that glass ceiling and you're like, okay. Yeah. And, and like that, looking at it as like a stairs of being like, okay, I'm, I'm on this step. Don't be looking all the way up to the top. Like, you, you know, and as well, there's, there is no end date. You know, like the, what my point is, you start on this journey. Yeah, you want to lose a few pounds or whatever the reason is. And suddenly as you really start, you start realizing that, you know, you're learning from failures, you're, you know, learning new things, you're getting better. Um, then your goals change and, you know, you learn, you don't know what you, you can't know what you don't know. So as you learn more, you want different things and you discover different things about yourself and it's a lifelong journey. And that's what I say to my clients. I'm like, this is for life. You mightn't be with a coach for life, but like life would be really fucking shit. If we're yeah, like, I am, I am who I am. That's what I do. And you know, this is the way I'll be now until I die. I know. Yeah. Come here. As you progress, your bar shifts and it's in all areas of life. You don't just, you know, get into a job and think I'm happy here now. I want to stay here for the rest of my life. You want to get better. You want to progress the same with your body. You know, at the start, you might want to lose weight. And then when you lose that bit of weight, you might want to lose a bit of more, a bit more. When you get there, you might want to tone up. When you get there, you might want to run the marathon. Whatever it is, it doesn't matter. But, you know, I, I say to clients, health and fitness, never you're never complete. It's never job tick. The same way as if you were an amazing parent yesterday, it doesn't, you know, that doesn't stop. You're, you don't just get the most amazing parent of the whole life award. You, you have to keep going. You have to keep parenting. And that's the same with health and fitness. And I think people look at it in, in these um time frames okay i'm giving myself i'm giving myself 
eight weeks to lose a stone, okay? So what happens if you get to eight weeks and you didn't lose a stone? Do you give up and you say, I'm never trying to lose weight again? No, don't be so silly. So we need to realize that that point, you know, it's never ending. This is for life. And that brings it nicely back to what I just said. You need to ask yourself, is what I'm doing now, am I willing to do that for the rest of my life? And if the answer is no, then you're even wasting your time beginning. But you mentioned another really valuable point there is the whole fear around failure. And first of all, I just want to say that failure is feedback. If you never, ever failed, how would you be where you are? When a kid is learning to walk, the first time that they fall, do they say, right, that's it in their head. I give up. I'm never going to try and walk again. Failure is part of life. It's how we learn. It's how we go, grow. It's how we evolve. You're not supposed to be the same person that you were this time last year. You're not supposed to be the same person that you'll, you know, as you are now that you, you are na- next year. If you don't look back, I say to myself constantly, if I don't look back on my life, you know, this time last year and are kind of like, Jesus, I wasn't like that, was I? It means that I'm not growing and we need to to grow. And in order to do so, you need to fail um, along the way. And I want to touch on here a really important point with this because I think a lot of people, they're afraid to fail because of what others will think of them. And that's a massive area that I try and get across on my podcast is this whole concept of living your life depending on what other people think of you. And it's absolute insanity because, you know, when you get when you get to hopefully 95 years of age, you're lying on your deathbed. Are you going to look back and say, I'm so happy I chose to do that because Mary down the road was is thought that's what I should do. You know, I'm so glad I did that because this person expected this of me. You absolutely won't. So, so many people are are so afraid to do things because of what they might look like to other people. And and what I try and get across, and this might sound a bit harsh, but when you understand what I'm trying to say, it's actually so liberating. Other than your close, close friends and family, and that's only if you're lucky, other than those people, nobody gives a shit about you because they're too busy living their own lives, dealing with their own problems to give you a second thought. One of my clients, this was about four years ago, said to me, Kelly, she was trying to run a 5k and she was gradually getting better each week. And she came to me and she said, every time I'm running down the road and a car goes by, I stop and I walk and I pretend that I wasn't running because, you know, I don't want to look like an idiot. And I just said to her, listen, if you were driving down the road and you saw someone trying to run, would would you even care? Would they even enter your mind, you know, five minutes down the road? And she was like, no. And I was like, so why do you think you're so important to other people? You're absolutely not. And this is what I'm trying to get across to everyone that will listen is that stop preventing yourself from doing what you want to do because you fear what other people think of you. There's this good quote, and I'm going to absolutely butcher it here, but it says something like, Um, you won't be worried about what people think about you when you realize how seldom they do. And it's so, so important. You're stopping yourself from living your life, from following your passions because you're worried about what your parents think of you. Where your parents' beliefs have come from their parents. Their beliefs have come from their parents. We pass on beliefs. We pass on expectations from generation to generation. And it's until you sit down and you ask yourself, it's until you question your beliefs and you say, is this serving me or am I just doing this because it's what everyone else wants me to do? And it's until you do that, that you can can really change. I probably should have said more in JK. I get absolutely so mad and so deep into conversation about things that I'm so passionate about so I mean stop me at any time if you want to I absolutely love it and it's funny that you went down that route because I literally because like I I make little notes here you know if something comes to me when you say something and before you you started talking about that I had written down make sure your goals are your goals 
it's so fucking true why are you working towards something because whether it's career wise whether it is you know physique wise whether it's sports wise why are you doing it like it's really important to know why you're yeah why your goals are your goals um, and also in relation to being true to yourself and like that that can be scary because like you know from someone who's kind of making that move from from teaching to you know like even like you know, I've got resistance from a lot of people you know my parents included you know as you can imagine you know when I secure a job and you know like they now my parents are very supportive like but you know it's difficult to challenge other people's mindsets and to be strong in yourself and be like this is my life this is my goals this is what feels right for me it, it like it is scary and like you know being someone who puts things out there on the internet like yourself pe- like people do judge people yet yeah, we're yes we're not important to other people's lives but there's there's horrible people out there on the internet or there's people who gossip with their friends that, about what but like who fucking cares like you need to be stronger than that you need to be so true in yourself and that when realize the people who judge people or who say things about people on the internet or talk about people behind their backs or whatever it that's it says so much more about them it is the insecurities in them that is bringing that out it is nothing to do with you and what i found and i would have been someone who would have very much like wanted to please others you know and even like you know as you know being a teacher and you know just doing well in school and everything it was very much to please my parents and my parents weren't particularly hard me like they were like yeah you need an education it was important like education was important they didn't give a fuck what degree I did do what you want pick a degree you're doing one (laughs) you know that kind of thing it was like um but I very much took it upon myself to um please others and it was only when I kind of stopped I said what do I actually want and when I started being true to myself and not caring what other people thought, it was amazing how much I attracted new people into my life. And some people fell away and, you know, that that can be painful, but it's obviously necessary in order to be living your true, living your truth, basically. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more, honestly. And, and the way you're speaking there is very much kind of my background as well. My parents were never, ever harsh on us or never placed expectations on us. But I was always known, and my siblings are going to kill me now, as the smart one. I was always known as the clever one. There's six kids in my family. And I was the one who was always told, oh, you're so clever, this, that and the other, by my grandparents and all of that. And to be honest with you, it placed this expectation above my head. And, you know, I almost felt like I had to go to college. I had to pursue this medical career. But it's it's only as you did when I sat down and, and said to myself, what do I actually want? You know, um, that 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 it changed. So, yeah, I, I, I couldn't agree with you more. Um, there's a lot of people out there who are begrudgers, who are naysayers, but it's exactly what you said. When you get negative comments in face-to-face online, it says so much more about that person than it says about you. I'll never forget when my social media presence kind of got very big because, listen, I'm not going to lie, this time last year, I was, you know, I think it was about five or 6,000 followers on Instagram. I now have nearly 600,000 followers, you know. Um, it's mental. It's absolutely mental. But a lot, with that comes a lot, a lot of negativity. And at the start, I found that very difficult. Um, but now I honestly, I can genuinely tell you that when I see people negatively comment on whatever, I actually laugh and I just say, I feel so sorry for that person because, you know, they're so unhappy with themselves. They're so unhappy with them lo- their lives. You know, I say to people, uh, if people have time to sit down and negatively comment on other people's stuff that they have, they don't even know, well, then their life must be so exciting and so fulfilling. You know, I don't yeah, have time to like, go to the yeah. toilet. 
Yeah, like the internet is so, you know, there's, there's going to be stuff you don't like. Like there's people that you don't like in the world. And yeah, it's fine. Flick on past. But the fact that these people take the time to stop, press comment and type up what they feel they need to say to someone. It, it just That's what I mean. How boring must their lives be? How boring must their lives be that they have time to do that? Like, so that's what I mean. I, I, this time last year used to be like, how dare they? I'm going to tell them exactly what I think of them to now being like, I feel so sorry for them. Imagine having such a boring, unfulfilled life to actually have time to do that. So it's about shifting, you know, shifting your mindset. I think mindset's such an important thing in all areas of life. It's something that I continuously work on. And to be honest with you, something that when clients finish working with me they're like oh my god I didn't realize how you know changing your mindset was so so important to you know achieving your weight loss goals achieving any goals um I actually have clients let me tell you who've worked with me before and I go through all this with clients I go through stop living your life you know making decisions to pace depending on what others think of you your self-worth isn't found in the minds of other people and I've worked so hard with some clients and they've come to me and they've constantly been so stressed and upset and sad and miserable and unhappy about their current situation whether it's be a career whether it's with a partner whatever and I always work on them to be like listen the only way that you're ever going to fulfill live a fulfilled happy life is if you address what's making you upset what's making you sad what's making you unhappy and sometimes it comes down to the biggest biggest decisions in life and like I need to change my career because I'm fucking miserable with what I'm doing. I need to change who I'm with because I'm fucking miserable with them. Like, I'll never, ever forget, Kate, that I had a client work with me, right? And every single time I was chatting to her, she was telling me how much of an asshole her husband was, how much, you know, all of the shit that he was doing. He was just a horrible, horrible person until I sat down. I'm going to change the name, obviously, and said, let's call her Sandra. Sandra, why are you with, let's say, John? And she said to me, because Kelly, I've been with him the last 15 years. And I said to her, so you're telling me that the reason you're with your husband is because of how long you've already been with him. Not because you love him, not because he makes you happy, not because he's good with kids, because you've been with him 15 years. That's the reason you're staying with him. And it was like a light bulb moment in her head. And listen, was it easy for Sandra? absolutely not but she's not with John anymore and I'm telling you her life is so much happier was it easy no I can't even imagine I can't even imagine how difficult that was for her but in order for her to change and live a happy life she had to address the root cause and we're all living in fucking la la land pretending I'm living the most amazing life because we're afraid to confront what what's actually making us miserable you know was it easy for me to change from being a secondary school teacher to being an online health and fitness coach no as I said I was working seven fucking days a week 12 hour days at the start of setting up my online business I worked some some days 16 hour days now I didn't have kids at the moment what I'm trying to say to you is nothing is easy no change is going to be easy. But in order to change, you need to be doing something different and you need to address the root cause. Again, getting super, super passionate about this here. I'm not telling everyone to leave their husbands. Well, listen, your husband now, everyone. <laughs> no, but it is so like what you're saying is like it's so motivating and it's so true. And I think what what's the most important thing is know what you want. Like know what you want. Getting back to that, like, Make sure your goals are your goals. Write them down. Start like get a fucking journal. 
right or a digital one if you want but like I'm a big believer in just you know get a journal write it down what do you actually want right now review like and then you don't have to have it all figured out but at least you know so then you're going to be willing to do the things to get you to where you want to be if you know the steps you can do that yourself if you don't then you hire a coach like yourself or like you know if we're ta- or you know if it's a business thing a business coach a health and fitness thing a health and fitness coach is coaches for everything nowadays and um, so you know that you can hire someone to help you reach those goals and the work doesn't feel like work when the goal is worth it you see you do it and yeah you get tired and you need to sleep and you'll get stressful at times but you do it because you want to do it. If you're working your ass off for something that you hate and you feel like shit and you're miserable, something's wrong. And you, like you said, the root cause just has to be addressed. End of. Like you'll never. There's no no diet is going to fix the root problem to your unhappiness. You'll just weigh less. You'll look a little bit smaller, and you'll be just as fucking miserable. So true. And come here, you said it there. The goal has to be worth it. I am a firm believer that. Um, visual visual can help a lot of people learn so that's why you can probably tell I've given a lot of analogies as we go because it makes things simple and easy for people to understand and when you said that there the goal has to be worth it what popped up straight away in my mind is I use this brushing your teeth analogy okay and I say to people do you love brushing your teeth and they're like no because I personally absolutely hate it it's like five minutes a day two and a half minutes in the morning the evening that's just annoying and you're you would rather not do it yeah but do you do it And you're like, yeah, of course. And when I say why, you'd probably say, because I don't want dirty, rotten, meldy teeth. So the consequences of you not brushing your teeth are so severe that it causes you to do it twice a bloody day. So the consequences of of not being healthy and fit mustn't be that severe because you haven't thought about it realistically. Do you want to be able to run around after your kids, your grandkids? Do you want to be able to pick them up and throw them up in the air? And if the answer is yes, then I'm sorry, but you need to put the work in now. That's the problem with people. It's it's this instant gratification. I say, I say, I love this line and I, I put it up as a quote on, on my page. Uh, in order for you to achieve anything in life, you need to de- develop uh, the ability to delay gratification. What do I, do I mean by that? It's basically saying no now for better things to come. Yes, I want the donut just as much as you want the donut. But am I going to eat the donut every single day? And the answer is no, because it's it's not you know where, where I want to go. Uh, people just need to delay <laughs> this instant gratification but we live in a world now unfortunately where we get what we want all of the time everything's so easily accessible to us so why the hell would we say no to ourselves and the answer is because in order to get where you want to be unfortunately you can't have everything you can have anything you just can't have everything and I like this quote growth is trading discomfort in the moment for satisfaction in the future whereas decline is trading satisfaction in the moment for discomfort in the future and come here listen I say to everybody Everyone has a choice. And and if you choose not to do the thing, that's absolutely fine. I, I It's your choice. But stop moaning about results that you don't have from work that you didn't do. Because there's so many people out there who have the results. Me and Kate are fit. Why? Because we fucking show up and we, we go to the gym and we get outside for a walk and we eat well. Do we do it all the time? No, no. It comes back to being consistent. You don't have to be perfect. But you just have to be willing to put the little bits of work in every single day to get where you want to be. Yeah. And what people will say to that, right. Um, is 
oh yeah oh, that's that's grand for you kelly and for kate you know you use are disciplined you're fitness professionals you know it's your full-time job you know it's which which it wasn't always first of all but you know that you're disciplined i don't have that kind of discipline and i'm like no it's not that we have the discipline we just know what we want out of life and that's the problem is everyone is so reactive now and it's getting worse with the internet, with TikTok and fucking everything that's there. It's like we're just reacting to everything that's happening or happening around us and we're comforting ourselves in the moment because we're so fucking panicked and overstimulated and we don't know what the fuck we want that you have to create the space. And with this podcast, I talk to so many different people from all different areas of the health industry, you know, like yoga teachers, Reiki masters, breathwork coaches, like personal trainers, all sorts. And... Um, it all comes down at the end of the day, what we all need to do to solve any of our problems is creating that space. So we need to create the space to figure out what the fuck we want. If we don't actually give ourselves that five minutes to sit down and write down, you know, what do we want or even just organize our thoughts or whatever, how are we ever supposed to do anything? But when you know what you want, then you're willing to put the work in because yeah, it's work, but it's worth it work. And it's, it's what's the word I'm looking for rewarding like it's extremely rewarding and extremely empowering I agree with you but I'm going to add something to that I think there's two kind of concepts concepts to this obviously we need to know what we want in order to get where we want to be absolutely but so many people tell me that they want to lose weight but I think what you have to have along with knowing what you want is being prepared to show up for yourself and those people that say it's so easy for everyone else why are you saying that let me tell you why you're saying that, because isn't it easier saying that it's it's not access, uh, accept, uh, accessible to you? Why, why would that be easier? Because then you don't have to do the work. So if you want to really, really change any aspect of your life and achieve anything, you need to be willing to show up for yourself. Self-confidence is the, is basically just doing what you say you're going to do is repeatedly keeping those tiny promises that you make to yourself. Because let me tell you, there's so many people out there showing up for everyone else. You have the kids to school on time every single day. You bring them halfway across the world, the, if the, probably the world, you know, to do their sports, to do uh, their music, to do everything. You're always there for your best friend when she needs you. You're there for your partner. You're there for every single person in work, but you never show up for yourself. Let me give you an example to tie it into health and fitness. Mary says to herself, I'm finally going to do it. I'm finally going to lose weight and get fit. She sets her alarm for 6 a.m. to get up in the morning before work. Bang, ding, 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 alarm goes off. What does Mary do 90% of the time? Buzz, snooze. She's not showing up for herself. She's not doing what she says she's going to do. And in the moment, Kate, this is the problem. In the moment, that tiny decision of pressing snooze seems so insignificant. Sure, sure. Is that going to, you know, harm anyone? No. But what you're doing is you're telling yourself that you're the type of person that doesn't show up for yourself. Imagine it was your friend. Imagine you had a friend that broke every single promise they ever made to you, never showed up for you, never done anything that you asked from them. Would you trust them? No, of course you wouldn't. So why do you think you should trust yourself? Why do you think that you should be getting results when you never 
ever show up for yourself. In order to get where you want to be, one, you need to know what you want, absolutely. And you need to tell everyone else that's telling you to do other things to fuck off. And two, what you need to do is show up for yourself and put those tiny little bits of work in each day and stop delaying gratification and snoozing your alarm and pulling into McDonald's because it's easier than making your sandwich in the morning. You know, it's showing up for yourself. Show up for yourself. It's stacking evidence. It's having evidence in, in your back pocket to, to tell yourself that you're the type of person that you te- you say you are. Kelly and Kate show up to the gym three times a week, whatever it is. Uh, and, and that's why Kelly and Kate know that they're, they're fit. You know, we put the work in with meals. Is it easier to ring Domino's every single day and get your dinner delivered? Of course it is. But it being easier is, is gener- generally not better. It's not going to get you where you need to go. That is, yeah. No, I feel like if people are not fired up after listening that, like, you know, I'm ready to start making changes. And remember, the showing up for yourself doesn't have to be massive. Don't jump off the comfort zone cliff. Just step out of it. Okay. <laughs> I'm laughing. I'm like absolutely hammering home these faults, and you're like, yeah, but be be BS realistic. And I love it. I love it. But I absolutely love it because I get up. I I send videos to my clients each week, and they're like, oh my god, Kelly, I feel like getting up and running a marathon after that and I get so into it but yeah we we need to be realistic with our goals but hopefully as you said this is I say that I think like you like you know that's so motivating what you said it's just I know I would have been the person back in the day that'd be like yeah that's grand I'm throwing out all the chocolate and I'm just you know and I'm doing everything in my life and I'm gonna run five days a week you know I know I know it's like get fired up know that you're showing up for yourself but be fucking realistic as well especially if you've got three kids and a full-time job Absolutely. Amen. Because my one line that I say to people is no quick fixes, just long term sustainable results. And my whole thing is when I, anyone asks me to come on a podcast, they ha- they always focus with me because they see what I say in line is sustainability. You're never going to achieve long term successes if, if you what you're doing is not sustainable. That whole question of can I do this for the rest of my life? So you're dead right. Yeah, no, amazing. OK, that'll lead me to the last question. Um, what does the word health mean to you okay so honestly health means to me after I think when you become a parent it's just it's just I heard this someone explained become a parent like wearing your heart on the outside of your body and I totally agree it's just changed my whole life made me realize what actually is important in life so if I was to I suppose whittle it down to what actually health means to me it's the ability to run after my kids as I said earlier, lift them up, play with them, do all of the things with them. Um, but also not only my kids, my grandkids. And I think that brings into this aspect that people are just looking in the short term with health and fitness. I'll sign up for this eight week thing and then I'll be done and dusted. I'll be fit. No, fitness lasts a lifetime. So probably even more important then what does health mean for me? It's me making sure that I pass all of these things on to my kids because you know yourself, it's monkey see, monkey do. My kids are out in, in, this is my office come gym. I have a couple of weights down the back and my kids come out and they sit there and they watch me lifting weights and they have these little kettlebell and dumbbell from Fisher Price that are plastic and they're there doing it with me. I'll never forget walking into my house one day And my daughter, she's two, like she was lying on the foam roller like this, reading a book. And 
you know, where does that come from? She sees me doing it, so she's going to do it. I run a park run with my girls in the buggy. Is it easy? No, but I'm passing on all of these beliefs. So yes, health and fitness is super, super important to me. It's important for not only my physical health, but even more so for my mental health. But it's even more important that I give myself, I give my kids this part of me and show them how important it is to me because as I said to you you know before we pass on all of these misbeliefs to our kids and let me tell you health and fitness is one misbelief that I will not be passing on to my kids yes I'll pass on many many other you know pieces of information that aren't correct and it'll be true no fault of my own it's just what I believe but I will not be passing on misbeliefs with health and fitness and I think a really, really important thing to ask yourself. I'm just going to squeeze this in on the end of the podcast because it actually came to me earlier in the episode and I was like, I want to talk about that. But it's this whole concept of looking at our mort- mortality and that can scare a lot of people, you know, looking at when you're going to die or whatever. But it also brings a lot of things into perspective per- for people. And I'll never forget listening to a podcast with this author called Robin Sharma talk about on it. He's basically a guy who was like the top um, a lawyer in wherever he was from. He had all the money. He had the Ferrari. He had that big mansion. And he just realized this, I've done, I've done everything that my, my family, that society has told me will make me happy. And I'm absolutely miserable. So he wrote a book called The Monk That Sold His Ferrari. And I read it and I was just like, this is an absolute game changer because what we need to do is look at our mortality in order for, us to be able to realize what's most important to us. And I think health is so important. Health is the crown that the well wear that only the sick can see. It's only when it's only when health is taken away from you do you realize how valuable it is. And the the author Robin Sharma said in the podcast, and I'll never forget it, it's a it's um it's an activity I, I get my clients to do. It's called the six month left to, to live question. And basically, if I was to tell you in the morning that you've six months left to live, what would you do? Who would you spend your time with? What would you tell people that you really want to tell people, but you're afraid to tell people in the moment? Think about all of these things that you would do if you only had six months left to live and go do them. Start living now, you know, that start living now knowing that life is finite. I think we all go through life thinking we'll never die. And I do myself, you know, you never think of it. You never ever think, no, that's not me. People get cancer, you know, our friends, our family, but it never would be me, you know. Or else we spend our time time worrying about it, but not doing anything about it and just creating anxiety. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, as I said, I think health and fitness, because of the question, you know, what does it mean to me? It's just, it's the most important thing. And I, I've had a lot of health scares in terms of, um, in February this year, I actually had emergency spinal surgery. Um, it was probably one of the scariest things in my life. Um, and I was told by the, basically I went into a in the evening time and I was rushed to, in Vincent's, was rushed in a matter hospital overnight and was consulted with a, a surgeon at 3am in the morning who was get, prepping me for theatre. I had to have surgery straight away. And he told me, Kelly, you might die. Kelly, you may never walk again. Kelly, you may never get the use of your right leg again because my right leg was completely numb. And I'll never forget waking up the next morning 
and being able to move my legs. I'll never forget it. And just being so thankful for my health because I was on the spinal unit in the Matter Hospital. I'm getting emotional. Think about this. 90% of the people on that unit would never be able to step out of bed. And I may never have run again, but I was able to get up out of bed the next morning. And people don't realise this. You never will be able to realise that until something like that happens to you. Until your health is taken away, you'll never fully be able to realise how valuable it is. It is. But just maybe by listening to this podcast today, maybe value it a bit more and maybe say to yourself, okay, I might never run a marathon, but I will commit to to walk in 30 minutes a day. And that's it. And that's enough. You know, a 30 minute walking 30 minutes a day is enough to keep you healthy and you don't have to run marathons if you don't want to. But I, I like that's just such a powerful thing that you've said there just about the value of health. And I think to like that point that when something like that something scary and life-changing like that happens whether it's a health scare with yourself or whether it's losing a loved one um I, we lost um my father-in-law my husband's father died very suddenly um a few years ago and I remember the day that that happened he, he um had a heart attack and died on the spot um and I remember all being really stressed that day before you know stupid shit it was a Sunday and and then when that happened and I got the phone call from like Dave I got the phone call I was we were at swimming with the kids me and my parents like and it was like everything stopped and it's fun and it made me I remember thinking that day I was like nothing else fucking matters and it's so funny like the shit that we go through week on week like day day on day stressing about like we have to look at our priorities like you know and health has to be up there like our loved ones have to be up there what's the point in working a fucking like 60 hour week if you never get to spend time with your kids and see them grow up when suddenly like I have a 13 year old who's nearly 14 I'm telling you it goes fucking fast you know, and like your your babies are babies, like and like my baby, my youngest is six. I'm like he was a baby yesterday. I'm like that time goes so fast. We don't get it back. We don't get our health back, uh, or we can obviously, but you know, eventually, you know, we we will lose parts of our health. So to value what you have and to honor it, like it just has to be put up there. Our loved ones and our health up there in the priority list, hundred percent. Yeah, isn't it mad how insignificant everything else is if you don't have your health? As you said, nothing else matters. You got that phone call and all those little shitty things that you were worrying about that day just didn't matter anymore because somebody's health was taken away. Um, A line I like to use with clients is if you were to sit down in a room with 20 people and you were all to write down your problems on a piece of paper and put it into a bowl and you were to pick out someone else's problem, I guarantee you'd be soon enough asking for your problem back. And it's it's just realizing that, yeah, she happens. It happens to everybody. But there's there's no, there's no circumstances in life where you should be saying uh, health is health is very important to me. But there's no but. There is absolutely no but because when that health, when your health is taken away from you, then you'll be having buts. Then you'll be thinking back to why didn't I do this? Why didn't I do that? But yeah, it's hard in the moment to realize how happy it is. But yeah, big things like that can really shift things into perspective straight away. Yeah, amazing. Um, what a great place to finish it. Um, Kelly, thank you so much for coming on. Though, like seriously, what you've shared and what you know, all your little kind of. Um, beads of wisdom here like have like it's just been so valuable so thank you so much thanks for having me I feel like I'm on the diary of a CEO you know and everyone says 
I didn't expect to get emotional. (laughs) (laughs) I'm exactly like Stephen Bartlett. So yeah, you know, this is the exact same experience, same exposure and everything, you know. (laughs) Brilliant. Thanks thanks so much. And keep the videos coming because they really are so helpful. And um, I love, love watching your videos. Cheers. Thanks, Emil Kate. Thanks. Bye. I just want to say thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Um, You guys have no idea how much it means to me. Um, I absolutely love doing the podcast and I love sharing uh, the stories of the different people that I talk with and I'm just learning so much myself. So from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much. Um, If I could ask you for one little thing, well, maybe three little things, um, would be number one, if you could subscribe to the podcast, it makes such a difference. Um, for numbers on Spotify or whatever um, with people actually subscribing rather than just listening to random episodes. Um, if, you, if there's ever a particular episode that you really enjoy, if you were able to leave a review, this would be absolutely amazing. And then obviously the most important thing, if you enjoy an episode, please do share it on your stories, wherever on your social media, tag me in it, or even just share it in your WhatsApp groups or with your friends or with your family or anyone that you think um, we'll enjoy the podcast um, let's try and get it out there to more people and try and help more people um, and if you are eager to get working with me um, I have restructured how I'm going to be doing my coaching going forward so the eight week Nourish, Move and Shine program is no more um, however you can still work with me by application only so um, if you're interested in getting fit getting healthy and just getting into good habits and check out my coaching application form. You get it through the link in my bio and any of my social media or on my website and we can have a chat, see if it's a good fit and get you working towards your goals for the year ahead. 